48K News. It's one o'clock. I'm Vicky Wong. The headlines. Shares of property developer Kaiser Group are suspended as pressure mounts on another mainland developer, Evergrande. Conglomerate Liaoning Fangda takes over the management of HNA's core aviation business following a restructuring. And police reclassify a Wong Tyson wounding case as murder. The Hong Kong Stock Exchange says trading in shares of Shenzhen-based property developer Kaiser Group Holdings have been suspended. This comes ahead of a 400 million US dollar offshore debt deadline Kaiser faces on Tuesday. At the same time, holders of bonds issued by cash-strapped mainland property developer Evergrande are reporting that they haven't received interest payments at the end of a 30-day grace period that expired on Monday. The company said last week that there was no guarantee that it would have sufficient funds. Brad Gibson from Alliance Bernstein told RTHK's Money Talk programme that a formal default now looks a certainty. It's inevitable uh, and they're not alone. I think we've already had about 10 billion US dollars worth of sort of default in the US dollar uh, China property market and, and we're going to see more. I think it's at least 50% of the, the China property developers that, that borrow in the f- offshore markets are trading at distressed levels and there's a lot of refinancing that needs to occur at the beginning of next year and if, you know, if, if the, the yield or the interest rate you're paying on your bond is at 20%, you're not going to be able to refinance. Um, so that stress is going to continue. Um, I guess we're going to see increased dispersion. So yeah, the survivors' bond yields are going to be low and their prices are going to be probably rallying. Um, but there are going to be some laggards uh, such as Evergrande, um, Kaiser and others where I think this is going to be a, a medium to long-term stress, for, not just for that sector, uh, but again for the Chinese economy overall, just given the, 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 the impact that the, the, that property sector has on the overall economy, whether it's you know, land sales to local government revenue, etc., um, or the or the consumer confidence impact we, we talked about, it's, the impact is so large that I think that's why PBOC is having to to start you know, easing policy more aggressively to support overall economy. Mainland authorities have set up a restructuring committee and officials have been sent to Evergrande, which owes over 300 billion US dollars. Also speaking on Money Talk, Nitin Dialdas of Mandarin Capital said the options are limited. The only thing that they can really do if they really want to save it is pump, you know, pump uh, country money into it, but sovereign money, but they're not prepared to do that. So there's very little they can do. Um, And I think, as Brad said, there's a lot of companies out there. I mean, pretty much most of the Chinese developers are at very, very stressed or, you know, default levels at this point. So it's going to be a tough road on how to navigate through all of this. The mainland's HNA group says it has transferred management of its core aviation business, including Hainan Airlines, to strategic investor Liaoning Fangda. In a statement on social media, HNA said Gu Gang, an official appointed by the local government to resolve HNA's debt woes, would no longer serve as the conglomerate's party secretary. It said this was because progress had been made with the company's reorganisation. Mike Weeks has more. About a decade ago, HNA began a $50 billion global acquisition spree fueled by debt. It built up stakes in a variety of companies, including Deutsche Bank and Hilton. But this drew the attention of regulators both at home and abroad. And as concern grew over its mounting debt, it sold assets to focus on airlines and tourism. After creditors filed a petition, a Hainan court placed HNA into administration. In September, Hainan Airlines said Fangda, a carbon and steel conglomerate, would become a strategic investor. 
Police have reclassified a Wong Tai Sin wounding case as murder after the victim died in hospital early yesterday morning. The 24-year-old woman suffered severe abdominal injuries at a flat in Qingwu House on Ziqing Estate on Monday. Police arrested a 46-year-old woman at the scene and a carving fork was seized. The 46-year-old woman is on a holding charge of murder. The case will be mentioned at Kowloon City Magistrates Courts today. The honorary chairman of the Small and Medium Enterprises Association, Danny Lau, says he's afraid its members will be bottom of the list when the government selects candidates for quarantine-free travel to the mainland. While a daily quota hasn't yet been set, the chief executive, Carrie Lam, said yesterday that officials would approach commerce chambers, professional bodies and listed companies to work out a priority group. But Mr Lau told RTHK that some business people had, from April 2020, already applied for a quarantine exemption certificate from the Trade and Industry Department. He said those who had made use of it should be first in line. So roughly 40 to 50,000 applicants have successfully applied a, a certificate. And however, some certificate owners, they have, never used the certificate uh, up to this moment, where some of them have. So Hong Kong government can select those certificate owners who have made use of uh, this certificate. The founder of Centerline Property Agency, Shi Wingqing, has welcomed a plan by New World Development to sell 300 of its flats at half their market price to eligible first-time homebuyers. On Monday, the property giant unveiled what it described as Hong Kong's first subsidised private housing project. The down payment for the units in the New Territories West will be as low as 5%. Special mortgage arrangements will also be offered. Mr Shi said that while he welcomed the announcement, there were concerns from the private sector. The size of the project uh, is not enough uh, to solve the problem. To solve the problem, you still have to rely on the government providing enough land for Hong Kong. On the other hand, I think in the business field, some people may worry whether in future it will be the role of the private sector to solve the housing problem. They have no role in the subsidizing housing. So that is some people worry about. President Biden has told Vladimir Putin of his deep concern over Russia's build-up of forces near Ukraine and warned of strong economic sanctions in the event of military escalation. During their two-hour virtual summit, Mr Biden reiterated his support for Ukraine's sovereignty and territorial integrity. The BBC's Gary O'Donoghue has more. Russian state television broadcast the pleasantries at the start of today's call in question the sovereignty of Ukraine itself and the extent to which the US and the West is prepared to protect it. To that end, one thing does seem to have changed recently. Through weeks of diplomacy and intelligence sharing, the US appears to have corralled its allies in Europe to speak with one voice. That means any new tougher sanctions on Russian individuals, companies or sectors could be made to bite much harder than they have up until now. Mr Putin described the talks as frank and professional.
Police in France say a Saudi man suspected of involvement in the murder of the Saudi journalist Jamal Khashoggi has been arrested in a Paris airport. The 33-year-old faces extradition. The BBC's Lucy Williamson reports. Police sources say the man now in custody was the subject of an Interpol arrest warrant and is facing extradition to Turkey on charges of assassination. He was arrested at Charles de Gaulle Airport this morning while preparing to board a flight to Riyadh and is suspected of being part of the team that killed Mr. Hashogji three years ago. According to French media, he's a former member of Saudi Arabia's military guard. Key questions about Mr. Hashogji's death remain unanswered, including whether it was officially ordered by Saudi Arabia and the whereabouts of his remains. A video has emerged which shows senior aides to Britain's Prime Minister Boris Johnson joking about a Christmas party inside his official residence, just days after staff are alleged to have gathered in breach of lockdown rules last year. The video from December shows the Prime Minister's then Press Secretary, Allegra Stratton, joking with colleagues who ask her about reports of a party there. Sir Keir Starmer is the leader of the opposition Labour Party. We now know the government broke the rules, they parted, and now they're laughing about it. They're treating the public with contempt. Unfortunately, we've got a Prime Minister who is socially distanced from the truth. The winner of this year's Nobel Prize for Literature has described as inhumane the responses of Britain and France to migrants crossing the channel between the two countries. On the day he received his medal, the Tanzanian-born novelist Abdul Razak Gurner said he didn't understand why British ministers referred to them as criminals and thieves when some in the government came from immigrant families themselves. It's as if this is a new thing that hasn't happened before. When Europe, of course let alone other ages, but Europe over the last 50 or 60 years or so, or, or more, maybe 70 years, has had experience of wave after wave of refugees uh, who have turned out to be major contributors to, this, to the societies that has received them, important contributors. A short time ago, the Hang Seng Index was at 23,961. That's 18 points, down, 18 points down on the previous close. Turnover stands at $67 billion. In currencies, the US dollar is trading at 113.47 yen. The euro stands at 1 US dollar and 12 cents, while the pound is worth 10 Hong Kong dollars and 33 cents. To sport and we start with cricket, Mitchell Stark took out the right stump of Rory Burns to give Australia the perfect start to the Ashes series. Stark's first ball of the match, a full Yorker which went behind the legs of the England opener, triggered pandemonium among the Brisbane crowd. At one point, England were 11-4-3 with captain Joe Root also out for a duck. The tourists rallied thanks to mid-order batsmen Ollie Pope, Joss Butler and Chris Wokes and were eventually all out for 147. England haven't won a test at the Gabba since 1986. To football and Liverpool have knocked AC Milan out of this year's European Champions League. Their final Group B match at the San Siro ended 2-1 in favour of Liverpool, who made it a perfect six wins out of six. Atletico Madrid finished second to qualify for the last 16 after a 3-1 win at Porto. More from the BBC's John Bennett. Atletico Madrid found a way yet again to make the last 16 despite starting the night bottom of the group. The first half went against them. Luis Suarez went off injured and Porto were the better side. Taremi wasting two good chances. But the game changed on 57 minutes. A corner swung in from the right-hand side found Antoine Griezmann at the back post who forced it in. 
Then with around 20 minutes to go, the referee came close to losing control as both sides went down to 10 men. First, Atleti's Carrasco was sent off, then Porto's Wendell. After that, Atletico were able to hold out without too many scares before late goals from Correa and Rodrigo de Paul confirmed their place in the knockouts. Manchester City were already Group A winners but ended the group stage with a 2-1 loss at RB Leipzig. Paris Saint-Germain, runners-up in the same group, defeated Club Brugge 4-1 with two goals each from Lionel Messi and Kylian Mbappe. Real Madrid finished top of Group D with five points. They were 2-0 winners over Inter, who also qualified. Shakhtar Donetsk and Tiraspol drew one all. Group C winners Ajax beat Sporting Lisbon 4-2. Sporting go through as runners-up. They finished ahead of Borussia Dortmund, despite the German side beating Besiktas 5-0. The Champions League continues tonight. All four teams still have a chance to qualify for the last 16 from Group G. Three points separate top, separate top from bottom. The leaders Lille travel to last place Wolfsburg, while Sevilla visits Salzburg. Manchester United hosts the Swiss side Young Boys. United have won three of their last four games, including a Premier League win over Crystal Palace in what was interim boss Ralph Rangnick's first game in charge. Rangnick's side have already clinched a top spot in Group F, but he says it's important to keep up the winning habit. If you win games, uh, it's the best, uh, the best way, the best tool to 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 regain and gain confidence again. And uh, uh, in the last four games, uh, the team won three of them and had one draw. So we just need to keep going the momentum. The English Premier League side Tottenham have been hit with a coronavirus outbreak at the club. A number of first-team players and two members of the coaching staff have tested positive. The situation will hamper their preparations for a crucial match in the Europa Conference League tomorrow at home to French side Rennes. UEFA insists the match will take place, while Spurs also have a Premier League match against Brighton on Sunday. More from the BBC's Simon Stone. UEFA's rules are pretty strict around positive COVID tests. If clubs have 13 available players, including a goalkeeper, from their A-list, they have to play. So the Tottenham camp are having more tests today so the club can establish the exact position before deciding the best way forward for Thursday's crucial Europa Conference League game with Rennes. With a Premier League trip to Brighton on Sunday and, potentially, midweek matches right into the middle of January, from a scheduling perspective, this could not have happened at a worse time for Spurs, who also had a league game at Burnley called off 10 days ago due to heavy snow at Turf Moor. And now the weather. Fine, dry in the afternoon, moderate to fresh east to northeasterly winds. The outlook, mainly fine and dry in the next few days, becoming cool on next Monday. The temperature now is 22 degrees, humidity 52%. To end the news, the top stories once again. Shares of property developer Kaiser Group are suspended as pressure mounts on another mainland developer, Evergrande. Conglomerate Liaoning Fangda takes over the management of HNA's core aviation business following a restructuring. And police reclassify a Wong Tai Sin wounding case as murder. The news from RTHK.
Good afternoon and welcome to the 123 show with me, Sadia Osmani, sitting in for Noreen today. On the show today, we're talking careers, ambitions and entrepreneurs. Just after 1.30, joining me in the studio will be Gitanjali Dhar and Charlene Jacques from the Women Entrepreneurs Network. So if you're a businesswoman or thinking of venturing forward as an entrepreneur, then when may open up a whole new world for you. After 2 p.m., we focus on your career path with the launch of a fantastic and free ebook called Career Planning in Uncertain Times. It's packed with great tips, information, and advice on how to take those crucial steps. And joining me in the studio will be the mastermind behind the book, Amy Young, and two of the contributors, Elise Wong and Phoebe Chow. And then after 2.30, Cruzanne McCalligan will be here for her weekly audio column. And this week, her subject will be the history behind Christmas colours. Hmm, that should be interesting. Here's Hall of Notes. <laughs> <laughs> 